0: Cliffcentral.com. Mm-hmm. She works hard for the money. Mm-hmm. So hard for it, honey. She works hard for the money, so you better treat her right. Don't you like that? It's nice and sweet and gentle.
1: My sister and I, yeah, that's what it sounds <laughs> like. <laughs>
0: All right, it's time for Anthea (laughs) to give us the latest. It's about uh, three and a half minutes to seven. All right, what do we got? Um, Market update. Let's get straight into it.
1: Okay, we'll start with Friday. Uh, Just globally, commodity prices had a bit of a recovery on Friday. But not before iron ore was down six point two percent on the Dalian Commodities Exchange, which is the China um, stock market, to trade sixty dollars an ounce I, mean, I still can 't believe that in the last two months or thereabout it 's come off ninety three from ninety three dollars an ounce. Hmm. Oil is now back trading where OPEC and non-OPEC members agreed to cut production. So they're back at that lower level. And I, I've just seen before I walked into studio now that Saudi oil minister has said they may extend output cuts uh, beyond the second half of 2017 deadline. They, they, I think they really want this higher oil price. Below 50 just does not work for them. Right. But but I really think it's the su- supply-demand balance. So. Even though they're cutting, the inventory numbers were high, and as oil goes above $50 a barrel, I think the shale producers come back on, and they're not part of the OPEC agreement, and so they produce, and, and then there's more supply again. And I think I really think that's what's keeping oil in this very kind of tight range. Hmm. And then, of course we 've seen slightly lower commodity prices, so it 's still impacting on the rand this morning we 're thirteen hundred and fifty to the dollar oh wow um, so it 's slowly weakening you know just kind of every day as we talk for the last week and a half. The good news the all share index was up fifty six basis points on Friday, um, and of course, the weaker rand financials and retailers were lower NASPES. Shall we talk about Nasdaq for let's. a minute? Hit an all-time trading high of 2,603 rand per share. It closed on Friday. Oh, that's nice. I know, that's lovely. Do you think it's
0: going to stay there?
1: Well, I've just also seen an email come in, which I haven't had a chance to read, from one of the big banks, saying that they're upping their target revenues on Naspers because the Sub-Saharan Pay TV has gone particularly well. Their target price is over 2,800 rand a Naspers share. Wow. So hopefully, it'll carry on up.
0: Sure, let's take it.
1: Yeah. And then on the opposite side of the scale, unfortunately, MTN, like, they, they, they just haven't recovered. You know, they, they're down another 2%. We spoke last week about the KPIs just not meeting expectations. So for the last, last week, MTN share was down over 8%. And I, I I would have thought, it, you know, I really do still think that at some stage, MTN will be a buying opportunity. Rob Shooter is now firmly in the seat as CEO. You know, he's the um, ex-banker, ex-head of Vodacom Europe that mm-hmm. came in to take over MTN. And then he's just surrounded himself with a bunch of ex-bankers, really. And one of them, Stephen Van Koller, they announced last week that he was – I mean, it was announced last year that he was going to join MTN and be put as head of strategy. But last week they announced that he's now moved into head of digital. And Rob Shoot is really saying that that's where the future of MTN is going to be. I mean, the only thing I can think of is mobile money and entertainment. Like, I don't know what else digital means. I, like, I think of Cliff Central when they say di- digital.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hard to figure out in a banking environment what exactly that is.
1: Or, or in, a, in a, exactly. Mm. Like, so they really are combining their, Kind of banking experience with content delivery, sure. with footprint in Africa. Um, yeah, that's All what right. I think.
0: Well, we'll keep our eye on that.
1: And then another share I'm loving is Richemont. Um, and to think that in September, I was really grappling with whether or not to stay in this share because they just had you know, consistently bad news reports. Margins were under pressure. Things were not looking good. It was trading at 80 Rand a share last year when I was kind of going through this in my head, but it's now 116 Rand share, which is very nice for us. I mean, that's a more than 30% gain. We'll take it. Um, and then on Friday, because on Friday we had Hong Kong retail sales numbers out. Overall, Hong Kong retail sales were up 3%. But the great thing for Richemont, that was watch and jewelry sales were up 8.4%. Um, Richemont should report results on Friday, and I'm hoping we'll see a bit of a turnaround there, especially after last year when, or was it the beginning of this year, when Rupert fired the CEO and took control of the company um, again. Yeah. So they're still sitting on that huge cash pile, which I don't think they're going to do anything with. No. And then the, the only other company of interest that reported for us um, was NetOne UEPS.
0: Okay. Let's talk about them a little bit because they're quite controversial.
1: Yeah, and they're the holding company for Cash pay, pay Master Services, which were the guys who were managing the, the social pay- grants. That's right, and there was a lot of drama around them. So they posted revenue of, because you know they're sorry, <laughs> they're listed on the Nasdaq, so they actually have to report quarterly, as per U.S., not as per South oh. African rules, which is twice a year. Okay. Um, they posted. A revenue of $64 million from South African transaction processing in the third quarter of 2017. Well, mm. 2017 results, you know, that's a 26% increase to the same period last year. And I, I, mean, I know I, I make it sound terrible. Like if you, that's the kind of company you want to own, but there's so much controversy around it. I don't, I don't know if you want to buy these shares. I really
0: don't. Well, uh, I don't know where there's smoke, there's fire. And certainly they've done themselves no favors with this whole social grants issue. But the fact that they have to report in the, in the U.S. is very, very funny. Exactly. I think.
1: Yeah. And, and Serge Bellamant or something. Um, he's been very quiet and I think he's just using the, um, reporting as an excuse, you know, cause they have to go into a quiet period ahead of results.
0: Yeah. Oh, I'll bet he's quiet. Yeah. Because they're making a mint out of this.
1: Oh, they're doing okay. $64 million? That's not yeah, bad. Yeah, but
0: per transaction, it's a fortune.
1: Do you know the numbers off the top of your head? No,
0: I don't. I saw, I saw a report. If I quoted it now, I'd be lying. But okay. I saw a report in the newspapers, what, three weeks ago, whatever it was, when the story was just settling down. Not good. Mm.
1: And then in the US, we have to stay with that. Non-farm payrolls came out on Friday. The US created 211,000 jobs in April, much better than the expected 190,000, well ahead of the average of 185,000 per month. And much, much better than March, which was only 79,000 jobs. So pr- a pretty good number, really exciting number. Um, the unemployment rate is now, has now fallen to a 10-year low of 4.4%. And and Unfortunately, the average hourly rate missed at a 2.5% increase, but there's no doubt that uh, with these kinds of numbers and the good, strong labor market, the June rate hike is firmly on the cards in the U.S., I think.
0: Okay. Can we talk about the French?
1: Oh yes, let's talk about the French. <laughs> are we yeah. happy about it?
0: My belly wants to know about the French. What does it mean?
1: No, are you happy about it? I'm you have static a- about it. You have a house in <laughs>
0: oh, no. Yeah, first of all, Anthea doesn't have to beg for a visa. <laughs> it is from Jean-Marie <laughs> Le Pen. I mean from Marine Le Pen, I always refer to the father, sorry. <laughs> so you, you are happy about Macron, but it's good news all around because it means the Euro is going to strengthen.
1: Absolutely, yes. So I think today you'll see a lot of buying in the euro, a lot of buying in the European market because, of course, now we're more comfortable with the fact that the EU is not going to break up. Of course, it should help our shares, Steinhoff, MediClinic, Richemont, Mm -hmm. those those should all do well. We will probably go trade – the rand. will probably trade weaker against the euro, I'm imagining. It's already above – well, it was above 15 last week, but I saw on the weekend that it would fallen below 15 again. So,
0: Oh, really? Mm. All right. Mm. No reason. Now, are we expecting a good day on our markets today? Yes,
1: because of that. I, I think, Excellent. and because of this rand being so much weaker, I, I think, you know, good US markets, uh, good Asian markets, good European markets, weaker mm-hmm. rand, all playing our A rising tide, favor. Blah, yes, blah, blah, and all that. Yeah. There I we got go. You, yeah, you well, see, I, I,
0: I heard a great term. Um, when the tide goes out, you can see who's wearing pants.
1: Who's been swimming without shorts?
0: All <laughs> that, something like that. All right. Yes, we use that all the time. <laughs>
1: Thank you Anthea. Pleasure.
0: Very good. We'll catch up with Anthea tomorrow morning about the same time.
1: cliffcentral.com